Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verses 11 through 20. May you be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power, and may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things in heaven and on earth were created, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or powers, all things have been created through him and for him. He himself is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he might come to have first place in everything. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him God was pleased to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. Amen. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills, from where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You know, we look for strength in a lot of different places. We look for it through our exercise routines, right, to strengthen ourselves physically. We look for it in other places like energy drinks, don't have enough strength, let me just pop one of those five-hour energies, right? Need more strength, need more power. We look for it in self-help books that tell us how to improve ourselves and make ourselves better. We look for strength everywhere around us because we all need strength. At the end of the day, strength is what we use in order to do things. You need strength to lift yourself up to push, to carry, to throw, to walk, to run. You need strength to work. You even need strength just to eat. I mean, strength is not an option. Strength is required. You name it, you need strength for it. Now, there are varying degrees of strengths that are needed. Some things require more strength than others. It's not the same to pick up the TV remote as to pick up your couch. It's not the same thing to pick up your child than to pick up your car. <laughs> Different amount of strength required, right? And some things are so difficult that we don't have the strength to do them. Have you noticed that it takes more strength to wake up early during the weekend than it does during the week? 
I mean, people get up during the week, Monday through Friday, just fine, and get to work, right, or school. But, oh, Saturday and Sunday, it's just hard. You need a lot more strength, that willpower to get out of bed and to get going. When we think about strength and becoming stronger, the temptation is to think about needing strength training in order to be strong. Because we have learned in our society and in our culture that if you want to achieve something, you just got to work hard at it. If you work hard at it, you're going to get good at it. That's, that's the thinking, right? So we think of strength training and, and training ourselves to have more strength. And we do that through exercise and discipline. And there's value to doing some of that, right? I mean, if you're going to run a marathon, you cannot wake up in the morning and go, I just, I'm going to run a marathon today. You're not going to get very far, right? You have to train for it and prepare for it. And this is true in, in our physical condition, because if you want to do something that requires special strength, you do have to have some physical training to do it. But what about the strength that we need to follow Jesus? Is that a strength that really can be developed over time, or is that a strength that requires supernatural intervention? You see, in the scripture, we're learning about strength, but it's not just any strength. It's not strength that is even ours. It is strength defined as glorious power. And I don't know about you, but I can do all the training I want in the world, and I'm not going to have glorious power by myself. The definition itself of glorious power defies that. Glorious power that comes from the glory of God. It almost sounds like an energy drink. Glorious power. Market it, sell it, right? Glorious power cannot be bought at the store. You cannot do so many prayers and scripture readings to have glorious power. It is not something that we can deserve or attain or in our own. It is something that comes, according to the Apostle Paul, from Jesus Christ. It comes as a gift from God, as part of our inheritance. It is something that is given to those who have been rescued from the kingdom of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of light. Glorious power. So why do you need it? Why do we need glorious power? Have you ever had one of those days when you felt really good and strong and then halfway through the day you went, I can't anymore. I'm done. Can't make it anymore. I quit. <laughs> we need glorious power because our human strength has limits and gives out. We need glorious power because we need the kind of power that is able to do the impossible. And our human strength is limited to the possible in our flesh. 
Glorious power does not come from us. It's not something that wells up inside or that you have inside of you through your own merits or works, but it is something that comes directly from God as a gift. And therefore, it has to be obtained through faith in God. Glorious power. Paul wants us to be made strong with all the strength that comes from God's glorious power. So does Paul want you to just be above Christian so you can go around showing off how strong you are in Christ? Does he just want you to just be so buff and strong that you can go around telling other people how weak they are? Absolutely not. Glorious power comes with a purpose. It comes with a mandate. Glorious power prepares us to endure everything with patience. Let's say that again. It empowers us to endure everything with patience. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And when you talk about endurance, you talk about having the power to make it through it. It is glorious power that allows us to be joyful and give thanks, even in the midst of grief and loss. It is glorious power that allows us to continue to worship God in the middle of family drama. It is that glorious power that carries us through our days when we are experiencing illness in our lives. And it is that glorious power that helps us when we're experiencing job loss, loss or financial hardship. When we have to rely on someone outside of ourselves, and that someone is God, we are experiencing glorious power. And you see, Paul wanted you and I to have that and to claim that. In Christ, because he knew that when you have glorious power, you react to things in your life differently than the world does. You behave differently in the same exact scenario as somebody who does not have glorious power. You can have glorious power, you can have it by just claiming Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. Paul explains that Jesus is the source of our glorious power. He is the source. In him all things were created, all things are sustained. In him everything is because he is the one who is the Son of God. Now, it is time that we individually and as a church claim the glorious power that has been given to us. You see, Paul says it's an inheritance, but an inheritance has to be claimed. An inheritance has to be claimed by those who are supposed to inherit it. If you're an heir and you never claim your inheritance, you will never receive it. 
Somebody's not just going to show up and hand it to you. In fact, you might completely miss out on it because you might not even be told there's an inheritance for you, right? But Paul wants us to understand that this is part of who we are in Christ. He's the beginning and the end of all things. And when we declare Jesus as supreme, we declare him as our Lord and Savior, then we have glorious power. Notice that I didn't say when you do certain things or when you check off your list of good works or when you give just enough money to the church or attend so many services, you'll have your little card of membership filled out and you, now you qualify. I said when you place your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ and you declare him as Lord, you have glorious power. So what's the problem? If we have glorious power, what is the issue? The issue is that too many Christians live as if they were powerless before the struggles and the things that they face in this life. They live defeated. And glorious power declares that there's already victory in Jesus for us. Glorious power says that the one that we follow has already overcome the world. Glorious power says that there is life everlasting and that death is not the end but the beginning. Glorious power allows us to face the most difficult challenges and make it through because we're not doing it in our own strength. We're doing it through his glorious power. We have been given that promise of glorious power, but we need to claim it. We need to believe it. We need to use it. And Paul was onto something when he said, basically, there's no way to live a joyful and thankful life without having the glorious power of God in your life. Because you know what? If you don't have glorious power, Life is going to beat you up. If you don't have glorious power, you will live in defeat. If you don't have glorious power, you will continue to surrender territory to the enemy. And if you don't have glorious power, you won't be able to declare that Jesus is still Lord and still Savior in your life. This glorious power is the glorious power that raised Jesus from the dead. This glorious power is the power that came through the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. This glorious power is the one that allows us to declare that as we proclaim the word of God, there will be miracles, signs, and wonders. This glorious power is the one that allows us to continue to pray for healing when doctors give up. This glorious power is the one that says, God will not leave me orphan. He will not abandon me. He will be with me till the end. I need glorious power. We need glorious power. And we need to be able to declare that that glorious power is ours through the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. Today, I want to tell you, there are days 
when we feel all but powerful. There are days when, when we are wondering if we will just make it through the next hour or the next 15 minutes. And it is at those moments that we need to recall the scripture and declare that we have the glorious power of Jesus Christ to overcome whatever we're facing. It is at those moments that we have to declare our faith that that glorious power is already ours. And it is at that point that I think God shows how glorious his power really is. Because we make it through that hour or those 15 minutes and we can give him the glory. Today, I want to join with Paul in praying for you and for the church, asking that we may be made strong with the strength that comes from the glorious power of Christ. I pray that that glorious power will be made manifest in each and every one of our lives so that we can truly live in thanksgiving that thanksgiving is always in our lips and that our hearts are filled with the joy of knowing that Jesus is ours and we are his. There is no greater joy and nothing in this world can take the joy away of knowing that Jesus wiped away our sins at that cross and that we are saved and we are going to heaven. Oh, that is what carries me through the dark days and the difficult times. I pray that as Jesus has paid the price for your sins on the cross, you can declare victory every day. But if for some reason you have not declared God's glorious power in your life, Today is the day when you can claim it for yourself. Today is the day that you can come to the altar and say, Lord, whatever it is that I'm facing, help me to have your glorious power today, tomorrow, and the next day that I may not live in fear, that I may not worry about tomorrow, that I may truly trust you and lay everything at the foot of your cross. Today the altar is going to be open so that you can declare yourself a child of the light, one who has been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his glorious light. Let us pray, and then the altar will be open. Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you because we are not powerless. In fact, we are powerful in Christ, and we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Help us, Lord, to declaim today, the glorious power that has been given to us in Christ, the glorious power that comes through that Holy Spirit in us, the glorious power that comes from knowing that you have already defeated the world. Lord, we just ask that you will give us strength to call out to you when we need that glorious power to be effective in our lives. Help us to just trust you that you will give it to us at that very moment. We pray this in Jesus Christ.
Amen. The altar is open.